Section 9 of The Lion's Brood. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Shashank Jakmola. The Lion's Brood by Duffield Osborne. Home. The Appian Way was still safe, even from the chance of Numidian foray and it was along its lava-paved level that the long convoy of sick and wounded right slowly northward that afternoon half reclining in the rude chariot each jolt of which brought agony to his injured shoulder sergius watched with far deeper pain than that of body the last troop of allied horse winding up the pass towards alife the rear-guard of rome's line of march then he fell to brooding upon his fate while the night followed the day and the day the night and still the dreary groaning caravan dragged on resting only during the heated hours on over the lyris at minturnae upward over the mountain behind tarakina and descending again into the pontine plain through the shady groves of arician ilex that crowned the alban hills down to bovillae and then away across the campagna to rome a marvel of deep cuttings through the hills a marvel of giant superstructures over valleys the appian the queen of ways there were long green ridges now swelling from the plain and breaking away into little rocky cliffs tufted with wild fig trees sluggish streams wound down from the east where far away loomed the snow-tipped summits of apennine while toward the west the sky reflected a brighter light from the sea that glittered beneath it at last the eyes of the vanguard of weary wayfarers could descry through the morning mists the crowned cluster of hills that was to be a crown to all the world nearer they came and yet nearer through the vineyards and cornfields of the campagna the southern campagna teeming with its herds of mouse-coloured cattle whose great stupid eyes were only less stupidly beautiful than those of the rustics that watched over their grazings and now wounds and sickness were for the moment forgotten as man pointed out to man this and that landmark of home temples on this hill and on that diana on the aventine the hill of the people jupiter's stator on the palatine the grim mass of the citadel above the rock of tarpeia the great quadriga that surmounted the greatest vein of all the house of capitoline jove to the right of these were the clustered oaks of the caelian mount while farthest away but highest of all the white banner fluttering from the heights of janiculum told them that the city was still safe still unassailed they were passing where the road was bordered by its houses of the dead tombs of the great families above which the funereal cypresses bent their heads and shed peace and shade alike over the dead and the living the hum of the city came to their ears and as the convoy drew nearer to the capenian gate the throng pouring out to meet them grew thicker and more dense blocking the way until the cavalry of the escort cleared it with their spear butts then the press divided running along on both sides of the carriages in two fast-filling streams whose murmurs swelled into a very torrent's roar of questions and prayers for news of the general and the army was hannibal beaten had he been slain or was he waiting in chains to grace the fabian triumph 
was it true that he measured twice the height of common men and that a single eye blazed cyclops like in the middle of his forehead how many elephants would be seen in the triumph search and a hundred queries equally wild assailed the escort and the occupants of the wagons for this was the rabble poor citizens freedmen slaves for whom no story of hannibal and the carthage was too improbable nevertheless sergius imagined he could discern a spirit of irony underlying much that he heard when they had reached the low eminence that crowned by the temple of mars faced the city gate he bade the attendants help him descend from the army carriage that he might wait the coming of his slaves with a litter a messenger was soon found and hurried off charged with necessary directions the crowd had rolled on through the gate together with the convoy and the sick man was left alone save for the attendants of the temple in whose care he had placed himself day by day as he had jolted along his journey he had felt the fever coming on fever born of his injury and the terrible strain to which he had been subjected now it was only necessary to reach his home and rest last of his race but for two older sisters who had married several years since the spacious mansion of the family of fidenas was his alone with its slaves and its ancestral masks and its school courts and its outlook over the seething forum up to the opposite heights of the capital there he would find care and comfort for the body if not for the soul and now the patter of running feet sounded from the pavement below they were come at last with the litter and sergius entering it was borne swiftly through the gate on between the tall houses that backed up against the hills turning soon to the left into the new way on past the altar of hercules in the cattle market past the temple of vesta along the comitia and into the sacred way by the front of the curia thence they swung westward to the roman gate the gate in the ancient wall of the city of romulus that fenced the palatine alone a stately entrance now to the residence portion of the city most favoured by the great families nearby stood the house that marked the ending of the journey bustling with its slaves and bright with a hundred lamps while the physician an old freedman of the tribune's father stood upon the threshold to greet and care for his late master's son gravely shaking his head at the discouraging aspect of the invalid and muttering to himself in greek for he was born in rhodes he led the way back to the great hall between the peristyle and the garden here master he said i have caused your couch to be laid at the moment i learned of your arrival and condition you observe the air and light will be better than in your apartment and the space better calculated for those whose duty it shall be to minister to you until the divine esculapius and apollo self-unite to grant success to my efforts it is well agathosils said sergius wearily and i thank you his voice seemed to die away with the last words and a sort of stupor fell over him agathosils watched him closely as he lay upon the couch noted the heavy breathing and drew his brows together with the deep frown behind him a group of the household slaves whispered together and cast frightened glances now at their master now at the disciple of the healing art for sergius had been brought up among them and the terms of their service were neither heavy nor harsh then the surgeon set to work examining the shoulder 
nodding his head to observe that the bone had been replaced in its socket but vexing troubled again over the inflammation and swelling that told the story of torn tendons and blood vessels too long neglected and of the hardships of the journey slaves were sent scurrying in this direction and that to compound lotions and spread poultices while agathosles himself proceeded to the ostentatious mixing of some cooling draught calculated to ward off if possible the fever that was already claiming its sway End of section number nine.